Alrighty, guys, what's happening? Happy New Year. Can you still say that? It is, it is, it is. We're in January. How you doing? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Hey, breaking news. Before I get to my guest on the Rock Stops here, have you heard something new? I am now taping this podcast, okay, at a great sports bar. You want to come and hang out with me Thursday nights. Put it in your calendar. Put it in your phone. Thursday nights, 7 o'clock. It's a great sports bar called The Lake. The Lake 85. It's in East Lake, near East Lake High School, Upper Pinellas County, Palm Harbor, Tarpon, Landsbrook. You know where Landsbrook Golf is. It's in the shopping center there in Ridgemore. The Lake. The Lake. Put it in your uh, GPS. If you're outside the area, if you're, if you're in the area, man, you got to make sure you stop by. Thursday nights, 7 o'clock at the lake. Ask The Rock if you want to come on the podcast. You want to hang? You want to just drink beer with me? You want to shoot the shit? It's... At the lake, the lake. Everything's better and greater at the lake. All right, the lake 85. The rock stops here. Ask the rock. Anything you want to ask me, come on. Let's do it. I always wanted to do a party podcast. Now, the concept is going to stay the same. The rock stops here. I will continue to interview those that have made it to the top, whether it's entertainment, sports, coach, media, entertainer. How did you make it to the top? Some are ascending. Some have already been to the top. What's your happy medium now? Maybe not in the limelight. My guest today is ascending. Oh, my God. I really enjoyed this. She's got her act together. Eileen Natchik. She grew up in the Tampa Bay area, just outside of it, but really the Tampa Bay area. She used to watch News Channel 8, the NBC affiliate, when she was a kid, a girl. was still a girl. And... She goes to ECU. She was a volleyball player. Very good. Her father was involved in sports. PGA. Okay. She tells a great story. She and her sister. This It's great. Her whole family's been involved in sports. She knew she'd be in sports somehow. She gets her degree. She starts her journey. The small market journey. She was in uh, Baton Rouge covering LSU, the New Orleans Saints. She claims that when she wore this purple turtleneck, that's how her social media blew up. Eileen, I think it was more than that. She's very, very attractive, but she's got it. She's got the it factor. And talking to her, I really didn't know her that good. I knew she came in. I didn't want to hound her like some guys are going to hound. And I didn't want to do that. And one day we were walking into the Bucks facility. She knew Drew Felios. She said, you know, Drew, I used to work with Drew. We had a common friend, this and that. I asked her, hey, would you want to do my podcast? She goes, sure. You're going to be here tomorrow. Boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, here we go and here we go. But she's got her act together. Very, very impressed. Honored to have her. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then I'll hit you up on stories covering the NFL this year. The difference now, I think because it was taken away from me during the pandemic, having to do Zoom, you apply every day, being tested every week, maybe not making the cut and all this. And I've just, I've never taken it for granted, but I really, really, because just being able to go into the locker room, covering the NFL team now, man, I just really, really have appreciated it more this year than ever before. But without further ado, let me get to my guest, Eileen, and then I'll hit you on the backside. And remember, the lake in East Lake, great sports bar, Thursday night, 7 o'clock. Be there or you're missing out. Here we go. Take it away, Eileen. All right, I am with Eileen Natchik, and she's living the dream because she is a 
reporter, anchor, host at News Channel 8 in Tampa, which is the NBC affiliate. She's going to be covering the Olympics, my goodness. But she grew up in the Tampa Bay area, so to be able to come back kind of home and working her craft has got to be great. So life is going pretty good, right? Yeah, listen, uh, when you say living the dream, it's true. Like, I grew up watching Channel 8, right? So um, just to be able to work for such an amazing station. uh, And it's funny because when I was watching them, you know, and the high school highlights, you know, on Friday night for football. I'm like, okay, whatever. But where, where are my volleyball highlights? Where are the volleyball games? <laughs> so it's so funny. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's been a blessing um, covering the hometown teams, right? Teams I, I grew up watching uh, in the stands with my family. And to be able to just drive home for an hour, you know, an, an hour away and, and eat a home-cooked meal with, with mom and dad and uh, just, you know, come back to work has been really, really incredible because I went away for school and I've been away for the last, you know, five years. So it really is uh, special to be able to be in my home hometown market. Yeah, it really is. It's funny because Sarah Walsh, who is a reporter for NFL Network, she was at ESPN and she was telling, she came on this podcast, what, a year ago? And she was like, man, I could not get, I tried to get to News Channel 8, even when she got to ESPN, the news director, you know, the business is so subjective. So be able to do it. It's really one of a kind. You know? Yeah. And, and Sarah Walsh, I, I've been watching her for years too. She's she's one of the women in, in the industry that I really look up to and admire. So to be able to work, you know, in the same vicinity as her uh, has been uh, really incredible. But yeah, as you mentioned, like uh, Channel 8, it, it, it's a, a very well-known station, a well respected station and kind of going off of what you just said I never even thought I'd be good enough to work here and it's, you know what I mean and it's like now you, you put in that work you put in the time and, and you, you you keep the vision and you hold the vision and you just put in your hours and, and it, it'll all work out and it has so far so very thankful for that now going back a little bit you growing up in Wikiwachi those that oh, they know you know the mermaids they think of that but you played volleyball at Bishop McLaughlin you were very very good and then ECU when 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 was it always your goal to be a TV sportscaster? Did you love volleyball and see just how far that's going to go? When when did this love or passion for this business? So it's it's funny you ask that because I just I feel like since I was in diapers, uh, working in sports was going to be it for me. Whether that was reporting or marketing or PR or hosting or or even you know I've thought about playing professionally. Ne- that never happened. Uh, uh, volleyball, obviously, but my my father uh, being a, a PGA t- um, on the PGA tour and him doing that for um, a lot of my life. You know, I grew up going going in the airport and my dad had the big old golf bag my sister would would ride on the golf bag and he'd pull us through the airport you know li- basically living in hotels growing up too I mean it's it's the lifestyle that I know and I'm used to and I love but I remember one specific moment in middle school watching the national championship with um UF and I believe Aaron Andrews was covering that game. I, I I I just remember seeing her. I mean, this is years ago, right? I mean, middle school. I just remember seeing her on TV and being like, 
wait, that's what I want to do. That right there, I think that's what would suit me best, fit me best, and I could be really good at. And um, I, you know, I just, I just feel like I belong in this industry with with my background, with you know, having played sports competitively growing up. My sister played volleyball in college. My mom played softball at Auburn. My my grandpa played football at University of Miami. I had an aunt played at USF back oh, in the wow. day. Another aunt that played basketball at community. So, I mean, everybody's kind of just, you know what I mean? It, it's, uh, it, and it's a great business. You learn so, so much and um, about everything, right? So it it's been a blessing for sure. Now, when you were at ECU, you're playing volleyball. Did you get involved in TV, radio, communicate at that time? Yes, I did. And, you know, it was really, really hard to get involved with internships and kind of get your um, feet in the water type deal right and get that experience because that's the most important thing when you want to want to be in this business is experience in college. And that was really hard with volleyball. So uh, I ended up not playing anymore and that really was uh, a blessing because I finished school with I think, six or seven internships and yeah I, I gained a lot of experience doing that as well and but it, it was awesome because I kind of had both best of both worlds type deal. Now I know you came to Tampa Bay from Baton Rouge and you know you cover the Saints obviously LSU you're doing high school football first of all how did you get that gig and then when you're there did you say, I want to go to Tampa or I just want to move up to my next job? That's a great question. Um, for me in college, it was like, what do I do? How do I get into this business? What's the right journey? What's the right path? And the answer is there's no answer. And you, and for me, one of, I can't remember if someone gave me this advice or I just went and did it, but I just, I, I was just messaging a ton of sportscasters uh, junior, senior year and like, hey, you know, what, what did you do? How did you do this? And the, everyone's answer is different. So for me, I applied to over 100 stations out of college, right? 100 stations. And that's no joke either. And I had I had two interviews and um, one offer. So I, I took that offer in Charlottesville, Virginia, and I was there for a few years, which was amazing. Um, and then... I did try and freelance a little bit after. Um, tried to check out the other side of the industry, right? Um, in terms of like freelancing and, and just kind of picking up um, gigs here and there. And that was when I had a chance to work with Drew Felios, your buddy who I absolutely love, admire. Shout out Drew, you, he's been really um, a big part of, of why I'm here. He's been um, a big help and a mentor and a, and a, and a great friend. but. Yeah, so then um, did that for a bit and was like, you know what, like I think it's best to um, maybe get back in to the local deal. So saw that uh, uh, job opening in, in Baton Rouge and I was like, hmm, LSU, Saints, all right, you know, let, let's give it a go. So I, you know, applied and um, got it, obviously interviewed and said yes and, and, and that worked out there and then kind of same deal here. But you asked me if I this has always been a goal to come back to Tampa. And I'll tell you this, and this is really important for young journalists. Stop putting a timeline on your life. Because when I stopped putting a timeline on things, I, I need to be here at this age. I need to be here at this age. And, and 
that does does no does he no good and right when i stopped that i I felt like things started to feel right they started to fall into place and um that's probably the biggest advice i could give to to younger journalists or to anyone even to my younger self so you tell me what it was like when you found out i'm sure you i don't know if you had you know the interviews this and that for news channel 8 when you found out that you were going to get to come back to Tampa Bay and to work at News Channel 8. Tell me what that was like. I was like, no way. I'm like, no way. Come on now. You guys want me? Really? <laughs> uh, but it was it was cool. And it, it just kind of, um, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a person that's big on leaping into things and jumping into things that feel uncomfortable which is why I went away from for college, which is why I kind of, you know, moved all over the country, southeast region. So when it when the Tampa deal came up, I was like, interesting. This this sounds a little too perfect. Sounds like it makes a little too much sense. You know, I'm familiar with the area. I I know, you know, familiar with the teams. My family's there. I got friends there. Are you are you are you sure about this, Lord? You know what I you know, yes, I prayed about it and, and all the things and um I, it's just such a blessing, you know, just uh, the initial reaction. I was like, mm, okay, all right, well, let, let, are you sure? You sure? Okay, let's do it then. <laughs> awesome. And what about, I know you, it seems like you're excited. You see on social media, sometimes you can't go by it, but I would assume to get to cover the Olympics, you must be very, very pumped about that. I have no words for it. I have no words for it. There's, I mean, what's better than the Olympics? I'm Nothing. Right. And I just I'm a very humble person. So it's weird to to say, you know, anything about it. Um, but I have I've I've put so much work into my craft and patience and in, into my craft and, and worked really hard. And I think the biggest thing in this industry, right, is to just keep on keeping and being patient and things like this will happen. And I truly feel like this opportunity was meant to be. And um, I can't say enough about how blessed and grateful and just the opportunity. And I, um, I'm big into faith, right? So like I, I pray a lot about this stuff and I just kind of say, you know, hey, use me how you want, right? Like what, what's meant to be will happen and, and this opportunity is coming about and I am just so blessed to be able to tell these athletes stories, right? Like, and, and, and share their stories. This isn't about me getting to the Olympics. This is about me being able to, you know, put these athletes stories on a platform to, to share to the world and, and us grow together, connect together and become wiser. You like telling stories. I can see that. I, do. I love so, it. So some get into TV and they just want to be on TV. You want to be on TV and that won't last very long. You got to love what you do and, and, and be passionate about it. All right. Two more. And I've, yeah. I always ask this. So you're very, very attractive and being in this field, okay, and you're covering athletes, coaches, how, how do you deal with that? I'm sure you get that. You're here as a professional. Uh, do you have a way about going about that? I mean, uh, you know what? I, I, I don't know. I, I think beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So thank you for the compliment. But not everybody thinks that about me. And then whether it's, you know, you think that or you don't, I don't really care. My mom tells me I'm, you know, good at what I do and I'm pretty. And that's really all that matters to me is that the people that I love say, um, good things or they give their critiques or, or whatever that may be. But 
in terms of that, I mean, you know, I just go about my business, do my job and, and try to be a good person and a good teammate, a good daughter, a good sister. And um, the rest of everything will just kind of happen. Awesome. And also the, in this day of social media, that's big. You got a lot of followers <laughs> and I'm sure you do. With the turtleneck. Was that it? The turtleneck? <laughs> the... Yeah. Tell the, tell the story. Yeah, no, I just, I did what I always do, you know, just sometimes post post a flick on, on Twitter and I, people love my turtleneck from Zara, man. No, it was just a turtleneck. You got to get one, Rock. It, uh, it... No, 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 nobody's going to do it. Nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to care. All right, you kind of hit it. This is how I always end it on advice. You kind of hit on it, but for a young person that wants to get in the business, especially a girl. It is interesting because everybody that I have interviewed over the last two years that has made it in media that is a female, it's always like there's that one, whether it's a Pam Oliver or when they were young, oh, I can do that. It doesn't have to be a male. And that's interesting with you. But what, what what's that best piece of advice you can give some that someone that's young that's trying to make it? Yeah, dude, I don't, we could be here for hours talking about that, but... I, I don't know if it, it one piece of advice I, I think what has made me who I am and this is just kind of my personality too and the way I was raised and, and you know I've just been so humbled throughout my life in in sports and this career is to stay humbled because as you mentioned the social media thing is so crazy right you, you get you post this picture it gets a bunch of likes it gets a bunch of that doesn't mean anything because it could be taken away tomorrow you get hacked tomorrow your followers are gone your likes are gone and if you put your value in that i mean nothing matters right so it's important to really put your value in your craft in your storytelling in who you are right and not your social media and your outfits and in in the way you look or, or whatnot and um more so the way you treat people because it's not about What's the saying, and I live by it, um, how, it's how you make people feel, right? That's the most important thing. And if I can make someone feel comfortable in an interviewer or any of that, then that's what matters most to me. So that's what I would say to younger journalists. That is awesome. Listen, Eileen, thank you so, so much. I appreciate it. Continued success. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. I'm, I feel blessed that uh, you asked me to do this. So appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that because... I didn't really know her. You know, she's new. She came into the Tampa Bay area. I've seen her at the Bucks, seen her at a couple of these games. And you don't want to come out, oh, you're new, how you doing, blah, blah, blah. But just say hello. And then one day we were walking into the locker room and she's like, hey, I know Drew Felios. And Drew Felios is, and she mentioned it there on the podcast, He's a play-by-play sportscaster for ESPN. And I work side-by-side with Drew. Bright House Sports Network slash Bay News 9. And she, when she was freelancing and doing sideline reporting, I believe, and she worked with Drew. So they got to talking, blah, blah, blah. We had a common, you know, friend. And she talked so highly of him. And Drew is such a good guy. He's killing it, too, now as a, as a realtor. And he does basketball, football, soccer. He even does pickleball. He'll, he'll, hey, if there's a competition and you need a good play-by-play man with a great voice, he'll do it. 
He'll do it. And speaking of my voice, isn't it funny? I was at the Bucks um, the other day, and Ira Kaufman, he's a longtime Tampa Bay sports journalist. He's like, everybody's getting sick. Everybody's getting sick. My wife was sick. I'm sick. Sick. And I'm like, I haven't had a sore throat in since COVID, you know, two years. And wouldn't you know it, as you can probably hear in my voice today, it's a little bit under the weather. I don't feel that bad, but, you know, just, you know, <laughs> karma. Oh, I haven't been sick. But anyway, we were walking into the Bucks, and she mentioned that. And then I started thinking. Then I saw, wow, she's got a lot of followers. She's got a big following. She seems pretty cool. You know, I don't really know her that good just to see her. And I said, let me ask her. And she said, sure. I said, you're going to be here tomorrow? Yeah, okay. And we did it just like that. And just listening to her, she's got it. Like not caught up for someone that's young and in this business to not get caught up in social media is huge. And what did she say there? You can get hacked. You can lose all your followers. That's not real. That's not real life. And she just believes in doing good, grinding, and things will all fall into place, and they have. And I, I'm telling you, man, I'm I got my money on her. I don't know how long she's going to be here. Now I have seen over the years many, 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 many broadcasters, specifically women, girls, that they're not here long, or they move on up, or a lot decide. You know what? I'd like to start a family. They get that special someone, you start dating for a few years, and then they start thinking, you know what, I want to be a mom. Some continue in the business, some go full force as a mom, maybe part-time and this and that. It's called life. You know, it's life. There is one specific female reporter that I know that has given 130% in her career. She has made it to the national level. <clears throat> and I just heard her this uh, this year say her priorities have changed. You know, things that were once really, really important to her aren't important to her. It's called life. As you get older, things change. So anyway, Eileen, I hope you stay here and have a nice long career at News Channel 8. But you are very, very talented and you've got your act together and you're grounded and you, you were raised good. And I see big things, big things for you. Thank you so much, man, for taking that time. Um, and, you know, so many. It's it's so funny. It's like, OK, when we cover these pro athletes, like, for example, Mike Evans, OK, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the second team All-Pro, the Pro Bowler. He is a fantastic basketball player. These pro athletes that you see in their specific sport are just fantastic athletes. They could beat you. There used to be a pitcher for the Rays that was an incredible ping-pong player. Some are incredible in golf. There was a former sportscaster in Tampa Bay. She has now moved on. Great singer. Trisha Whitaker, who is the sideline reporter for Bally Sports on Rays games, is a, tr a talented singer and performer. It's just kind of neat. But, like, you know, if you, you talk to Mike Evans, like, he'll talk hoop with you, and he loves hoop, you know? 
I've also interviewed guys over the years that, and and I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to name any names. I know one specific former Buccaneer player, long time ago. He came in, did our TV show, and he's like, "Man, I don't even I don't even watch football." And I know that that flips out a lot of people. He goes, "Nah, man, I'm a news junkie." This and that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there are others that just love. All sports, like Warren Sapp, is very, very intelligent. I know he's boisterous and brash and all that jazz, but very, very smart. And I'm telling you, man, when you ask him questions, you better have, you better be on your P's and Q's. He will cut you down if it's a stupid question. He knows about all sports. Very, very intelligent. But it's just interesting to see a different side. You know what I mean? Of some of these that we know but just have so many other talents. All right. <clears throat> I was thinking about this the other day. I was driving in, and to me, it is an honor to cover Major League Baseball, NHL, NFL, and cover a team, go to a game, go to the facility. I heard Pat McAfee talking about this the other day. There are some reporters that think it's they, they're right. Like, you know, no, you are not bigger than the game, and it is an honor and I think because during, during the pandemic, that was taken away. And just to give you a little insight, I was telling this to, a, to somebody at the, at the lake the other day. The new sports bar that I'm going to be doing my podcast every Thursday night, 7 o'clock, The Lake. It's in East Lake, Landsbrook, The Lake, 85, 7 o'clock. Come on out. Drink some beers with me. But I was telling him the other day, and he couldn't believe it. Like, the one year, it was all Zoom. <clears throat> the facility, the year the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl, I wasn't even a daily reporter. Um, <clears throat> Bucks win the Super Bowl in their home, Raymond James Stadium. When I tried to cover... The, the Buccaneers, and I had been covering the Buccaneers since Sam Weish days. Five years full-time in radio. I was 970 WFLA radio in Tampa. Then I get the job at Bay News 9 in TV as a sports anchor. I'm there 18 years. And then after it, I was on a smaller radio station doing a radio show at Martin Grammatica. Still had credentials, and then that ended... And there was a period of about a year there where I was kind of just floating around. And I did not get a chance to cover the Rays when they went to the World Series. And I kind of felt like I missed out. Something was missing. <clears throat> All right, so I get back in. I start working for the Tampa Free Press. Thank you, Brian Burns. And I'm credentialed again covering the teams. But just to let you know, that whole just being able to go and cover a team, that's taken away. The NFL, for example, set a certain amount of people being allowed to go to the facility, not inside the facility. I think it was only like 20-something. So you have the Tampa Bay Times, you have the Athletic, you have local radio. Then, because it was Tom Brady, ESPN was there, besides the beat reporter Jenna Lane. When Tom Brady would talk on Thursdays, they would bring a crew this guy's name is George. He would have a sound person. 
Sometimes, sometimes they'd even bring in a reporter if it was something big concerning Brady or the Bucks and Jenna Lane. So that's three right there, and you can only have 20-something. NFL Network, they have a camera person, they have a sound person, they have a reporter, okay? That's another three. That's six right there. You go seven, eight, nine, ten. It goes up first. So every single day that there was a practice the night before, I had to apply online just to be able to go to to the practice outside. And I did, there's a hierarchy. I wasn't a main player in town like I used to be. So there were times where you'd wait, you'd wait, you'd wait, you'd wait, you'd wait. She'd see finally seven o'clock, eight o'clock. Okay, you've been approved to be allowed to go. No, you sorry, you're not, you've been declined. You can't cover them. And I would wait every day and keep checking. Sometimes uh, it would be late. They would be busy, busy at nine o'clock, 9.30, find out whether or not I could go to practice. Yeah. Then once you would go to the facility, I didn't have, there's no swipe card or anything like that. You have to go to the gate. He has to see if your name is on the list. They will allow you to go into the parking facility and park. Then we would go into a trailer that was in the parking lot. Okay, you wear your mask, you go in there. Then every week, once a week, we had to get tested for COVID. And you went into another trailer and you had to wait for a golf cart. And one of the interns would bring us through with her swipe card to go through two gates to go into another part of the parking lot where the players park, where Brady would park. Brady had a big, uh, he didn't have a tricked out car. He had a big uh, uh, pickup truck. <clears throat> but anyway, and you would go and you would go in and wait online with the other media. This was every week. So I was tested, I don't know, 84 times. Uh, for COVID, uh, you know, stick that thing up there, boom, 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 wait, boom, go out, go back. And then when it would be time, you would watch from a distance practice for 15 minutes, 20 minutes. You, oh, and you also got this thing. It looked like a little beeper and you had to make sure that you didn't have it. You never know. Sometimes during that thing, I'm like, oh no, man, I got a little bit. Of, I got some sniffles. Do I have it? Oh, how embarrassing is that going to be? Am I going? Are they going to? And then they tell you to leave, and you would get this thing. It's like a tracking device. If anybody from the Bucks would get within six or ten feet of you, and you have to hand that back in before you left the facility. If you forgot, you drove off. You went to Panaria because there's a Panaria right there. You went to. And if you forgot to give that back, it was a hundred and I think it was like $185 on you. I'm just telling you the difference of covering the, that's why I'm saying I appreciate <clears throat> so much covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and covering the NFL because that was taken away from me and all of us, you know? And so that was that. And then when it was time, you know, there were Zooms and then the next year, Oh, we were able, the interviews were done outside and you still could never go up to a player. Like I never got to interview Brady like one-on-one. -on -one. Nobody did. I think Stroud from the Times did one time and that was it. You'd have to be far away <clears throat> and they would come in and bum, bum, bum. You know, but what always cracks me up. So anyway, that that's how it was. 
And the building was locked to us. We were not allowed in. And I always thought we would never go back in a facility or never be back in a locker room to go up to players to interview them and talk. I, I thought that those days were done because players don't like the media. I understand that's their, that's their oasis. That is their home, the locker room. You know, Mayfield the other day, he loves being with his teammates, man. And no outside noise. So anyway, that's what it was like. That's what it was like. And uh, <clears throat> and it was really strange, too. Like, you'd go to a game. You'd be up in the press box. And then when it was time for interviews, everybody was on their laptops Zooming a coach or a player, uh, Arians or a Brady or whoever, on Zoom. And then you would hear a lot of feedback from some laptops. Some people didn't plug in their headphones. So you didn't press cocks, you hear all this feedback. Everybody is on Zoom. It was just so strange. But it's one of those things. Take away something that you love and you appreciate it even more. And that's why I have appreciated so much. Now I've got a season credential. Now I've got a ID where I pull up to the gate. There's one for employees. There's one for visitors. I take it. I put it to my thing. Boom. The big black wrought iron gate opens and I can go in. Then I park my car now I go into the facility, boom, I got a swipe card. Click, the door opens, and now I can go into the media workroom. And then we get, we're there for interviews. They have an interview room where they bring out uh, certain players or a head coach. And then they'll say, locker room is open, and then you can go into the locker room. But again, I was brought up, you know, always going into a locker room. Then, no, you, don't, you, you didn't think twice about it. And then you take that away and you're like, wow. And just to apply, hoping I could get, you know, and that waiting every every evening until 7, 8 o'clock just to see if I was approved to be able to go to that, to get tested and to all that. Anyway, anyway, so I just really appreciated this season covering even, you know, even even more. I, 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 I really do. And it's been a pleasure. And spring training won't be far away. I love that is my favorite time. Of year. And now I'll be able to cover the Tampa Bay Lightning and downtown Tampa and get into the Amelie Arena. I had to go full force into football. It was hard to try to split my time because I was so involved. I have another podcast on Joe Buck's fan, and that's Buck's kickoff podcast. Gets a lot of clicks. And that's before every game. So now I can I can do that. But I love I love baseball. I love spring training. I remember years and years and years ago, there was a general manager for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. His name was Chuck Lamar. And I remember being out. It was an early March and the early, early part of spring, late February, early March is just gorgeous here in Florida and in the Tampa Bay area or all of Florida. Grapefruit League, sunny skies, you know, the hearing the, the sound of the ball hitting the mitt, the wooden bat. I don't like the ping, ping. I don't like the aluminum bat, man. I, I just don't. I like to hear the crack of that bat and the ball and just hearing the pop in the mitt and everybody's in a good mood in spring training. And I remember Chuck Lamar looking to me and he goes, I said, Chuck, 
is this your favorite time of year? And he goes, it is. I said, does this ever get old? He goes, it doesn't. There's just something about it because baseball is so long by spring training. That's the thing. If you work in baseball, it is February till October. Look out. You're going to be gone. And then if you're married and you got kids, you're not around. And then all off season, you are around. It's a two totally different thing. I remember years ago, Joe Madden. I said, Joe, because Todd Callis, the son of Harry Callis, he is now the play-by-play voice for the Houston Astros. But he grew up here in Tampa Bay. He loves the beaches. He loved, he was the sideline reporter for the Rays for years. And uh, he left because he got a job with the Astros. He always wanted to do play-by-play. Never used his father's name, Harry Callis. He could have. He wanted to get it on his own. Very hard to get those gigs. He finally gets a gig, so there was an opening. And I remember saying to Joe Madden at the time, I said, Joe, I would like to do that, because I was a, a sports anchor at the local, you know, Bay News 9. I said, I'd like to do that. He goes, oh, that's a whole different animal. Like the daily, every single day, that's different. If you haven't done that, that's different. I said, oh, no, I could do that. Oh, that's different. So I, I thought about it and this and that, but they went to, went to someone else. I don't even think I applied because I still had a gig. But anyway, that will be starting soon. And here where we live, I mean, we're very, very lucky. You've got the Phillies in Clearwater. You've got the Yankees, if that's your thing, in Tampa. You've got the Tigers in Lakeland. You've got uh, Sarah Bradenton Pirates. You've got Sarasota. You've got uh, the Blue Jays in Dunedin. Who else am I missing? I mean, we're, it, it's a great time of year. It is a great, great time of year. So I'm looking forward to that and seeing how that goes. Now, I want to thank, I just want to give a little thanks out to those that have put me on their shows during this football season. Ryan Gorman of 970 WFLA News Radio and Dana and the crew and Burlander. Thank you very much. I've gone on every Friday morning with those guys. And interesting. I feel like I know them. And so all last year I did it every Friday for football, talking about the Bucks game and this and that. Not too long. And then this year I was in that building. It's called iHeartRadio. And I went down the hall. I was on WDAA and I went down. And I finally did it in person with Ryan Gorman and Dana. So, but that's it. I really didn't know him. Seems like a good guy, very professional. So, a couple weeks ago, I'm in downtown Tampa, and I'm going to the gala for the ReliaQuest Bowl. Fancy, big party, 1,600 guests invited. Have you ever been to a, a gala with 1,600 people? 1,600. They have the greatest entertainment, dancing, music, open bar, food stations, I really loved it too when it was Outback Bowl. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I even did the Blooming and Blooming Onion when I normally don't do. But anyway, so Emily was out of town with my daughter and she goes, why don't you go? I was like, ah, I drive to Tampa every day. It's probably a 40 minute drive from where I live. And, but you know what? I love that gala and I've gone for years. So I said, I'm going to go. So I got dressed up, drive down there, 
wanted to beat all the traffic. So many people are down in downtown Tampa now. It's beautiful. I mean, it's, it's, it is the place to be. So I get down there early and I said, and it was at the Marriott, Marriott Waterside, right on the, the river walk. Beautiful. The boats are there. Woo. Rick Flair's got his woo boat there because he's, he lives down there. And, uh, so I got down there early and I said, let me go to the JW Marriott. I'll just hang in that lobby. I just wanted to get down there early, get my parking situation set. You know, I got my credential, my, my invite, and uh, I'll just hang there. So I'm hanging there for a little bit. And a guy I know, Kenny Kim, he's an agent. He's helped me back in the day, 25 years ago, get some guests uh, I've known him. Hey, what's happening? Hey, Kenny, what's happening? And then his buddy that he works with introduced, you know, see him. We're just BSing, BSing. And a, and a guy walks by me and I'm like, that looks like Ryan Gorman. I'm on a show every Friday. And he looked at me. I looked at him and he goes, rock. I said, Ryan, he goes, you're wearing a suit. I said, yeah, I'm wearing a suit. I'm going to the ReliQuest Bowl party. What about you? He goes, I'm going to the Rangers uh, lightning game. And this is my mother. And he introduced me to his mother. Oh, she couldn't have been nicer. She is a huge Rangers fan. And you should hear her talking the names. She listens to WFAN because Boomer Esiason is a big hockey guy on that morning show. Huge fan. And Ryan goes, yeah, I had a, I had an invite to that party, but I figured, you know what, my mom, the Rangers are in town. And we just talked, and it was like really, really cool. You know, see a different side of somebody. So I want to thank Ryan for having me on all season again. Pat and Aaron show, Pat Donovan, Aaron Jacobson, once a month, every Friday, my time of the month. You know, I get bloated, you know, <laughs> cramping. Um, they kind of kid around about that, but the, they've had me on again, uh, a year. Thank you very much. Also one Oh two five, the bone Johnny B show. Also John Brennan filled in a little bit being a guest over there guest on Johnny B's show. He's so good, man, because he's like guest co-host all the, and he's got a round table around Robin of guests coming in and he always puts it there co-host a lot of hosts wouldn't do that you know so i just want to give a th shout out johnny b pat and aaron ryan gorman paul porter he's the voice of the tampa bay lightning voice of the orlando magic he's had a long running the home team with paul porter saturday mornings and he gives me these gift certificates my wife and i have used them he puts me on i appreciate you paul porter and anyone else, and then a couple of different Facebook shows. I appreciate too, Peter Blake, The Animal, and a few others. Thank you very, very much. So it is appreciated. Doesn't go unnoticed. I appreciate it. And again, let's have a great 2024, man. Let's have some fun. Let's continue to have fun. That's what John Daly told me a couple of weeks ago. So what's your key to success? Have fun. We're too old for the bullshit. Don't be worried about the little shit. Have fun. And I am all about that. And again, come out to the lake. The Lake 85. It's a sports bar in the East Lake area of Tampa Bay, Upper Pinellas, Tarpon, Palm Harbor, Landsbrook. Uh, you know where Landsbrook Golf is. It's right there in that shopping center. 
And every Thursday night, 7 o'clock, ask The Rock. If you want to ask me anything, if you want to come on the podcast, come on. You want to hang and drink some beer with me and let's party? Come on. So Thursday nights at the lake, at East Lake. All right? I'll see you there. Still going to interview those that have made it to the top. And let's see how this year goes, man. I'm in a good mood. And thank you to Eileen Natchik. She's got it together, man. She's, she's got it. She's got it. All right, guys. I'll talk to you next week.